Aces on the brink of history. Lockdown women's basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special post-game two Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Meddell, and I want to thank you for making us a first part of your day every day. You guys keep showing up for us. Over 100,000 of you listening in September. Chance to do even more in October. Really appreciate the opportunity to be there with you all the time. And, of course... I am telling you that it is not just me. It is the incredible team over at The Next, The Next, where we have 100 women's basketball stories coming to your inbox every month. Make sure that you are subscribing $9 a month, $72 a year, thenexthoops.com. And truly... The way in which the Las Vegas Aces dominated game to a 104-76 victory over the New York Liberty is multifaceted and vital as we think about what is ahead in this series. The Las Vegas Aces now, and we'll talk about it throughout segment one, just one win from history Segment two, what's gone wrong for the Liberty and how do they fix it before game three on Saturday back in New York? But the place to start is really with Asia Wilson. And so we have to talk about the ways in which she dominated tonight. So, you know, let's just start with the basics, what she did. 26 points, 15 rebounds. This is in a WNBA finals game. She's doing it, though. Again, with the model of efficiency, she's 10 for 16 from the field. She was finishing at the rim. She was finishing her mid-range. She hit a three early on, something that was important to her game, frankly, dating back to the South Carolina years. And something that I remember Dawn Staley talking about is she needed to add it to her game, not to be someone taking eight, nine threes a game, but somebody who was consistently lethal from all three levels. And that's what she is as a player right now. Again, though, it's hard to separate what she did from what her teammates did. And Jackie Young out there again, Jackie Young got three fouls in the first half. She finished with three fouls for the game, stayed out of foul trouble, defended 24 points, eight rebounds, four assists, right? You see what Kelsey Plum did. 23 points again on 14 shot attempts, five of eight from three. She dishes out eight assists. They had 31 assists on 37 made field goals. And of course, the leader in that stat, Chelsea Gray, somehow only 14 points, which is hard to believe when you think about when and how she got those points. I I mean, on at least three occasions, made baskets after the Liberty had defended well for almost the entirety of the shot clock. And so to see that all come together, to see that group come together, 
My question post game was how, how is this group and has played so much over the past two years? And we've talked about it on this program. Becky Hammond has a short bench. She's had a short bench last year. She had a short bench this year. Four of the 18 largest minutes played numbers in the lead this year are the four members of the Las Vegas Aces we saw on the podium post game, along with Tia Stokes, who's going to get her own special section. Uh, and you just look at the fact that they're not just muddling through. They're not just doing quite enough. Their energy level was off the charts. Their energy level on misses was off the charts. Their energy level on the defensive end was off the charts. Their energy level up 30 was off the charts. This is just a team. And, you know, Becky Hammond was very careful about this. And, and she's right to be because the series isn't over because you don't celebrate a championship until you've got it. I've covered enough teams that came back from the brink to know that it's possible. But this team is, is on the cusp of doing something. First of all, and this is just the basics, hasn't been done in this lead since 2002. This is an unbelievably hard lead. I would argue it's the hardest it's ever been. They will have done it if they can win this championship in a year that New York went 32-8 and eight and was as good as they were for the entirety of the regular season right through the semifinals, right? That is an incredible accomplishment in and of itself. But just leave that aside for a moment. Leave history aside for the moment. And Asia, I asked her about her postgame. She talked about legacy. She talked about that, you know, getting to these moments. She's always been thinking legacy. Always. I mean, she's been thinking of dating back to her college years. And the legacy is well on its way to being built. Uh, the multiple MVPs, the multiple defensive players of the year, the uh, the statue, the literal statue to her at South Carolina, and rightly so, rightly so, because that program will exist in the way she helped build it with Dawn Staley forever, for all that has come since. But you look at what this team has done here in just the first two games of the WNBA Finals, and no one can take that away from them. No one. You know, we can go back, and we'll talk more about John Paul Jones in – Section two, in segment two, John Paul Jones, I will never forget the performance she put up in game two of the 2019 finals, 32 and 18 for Kurt Miller's Connecticut Sun. And it ultimately wasn't in a championship win. As we know, the Mystics won that in five, despite the best efforts of JJ. But it's a performance that we will always remember. And so it is with... The Las Vegas Aces and with Asia Wilson. I, I do want to touch on something real briefly. I, I talked about it a little bit with her after game one. We've talked about it here on the podcast. Um, I got a question about it on Twitter, which is really interesting. Talked about her ability to uh, draw fouls and finish through contact. And uh, there's some portion of the world that views that as some sort of negative thing, as if like fouls are the luck of the draw. When of course they're not, when drawing fouls is a steal. Finishing through contact is a skill. If you can do both of those things, you have a chance to be an all-time great. 
And this is what Asia Wilson does about as well as anybody. But just, you know, it's parenthetical, but it's it's worth keeping in mind. We had three generational players have the best seasons of their career this year in Asia Wilson, Brand Stewart, and Liz Thomas. And what's amazing to me about all three of these players who are great is that the way in which they handle contact is three totally different ways. It's crazy, right? Brianna Stewart goes over it whenever you can. You watch her. What is her primary means of dealing with contact? She can finish through contact, and it's not that that isn't a skill of hers, but her preference and the thing, and rightly so, is she's 6'4", the 7-1 wingspan, and she goes over it. Asia, in and around it. So can draw the fouls, can make moves, can get people moving to and from. I mean, you just look at that that pump fake that got Stewie in the air and up and through for that layoff midway through the second quarter tonight. And it was just an incredible move by Asia Wilson. But this is what she's doing all the time. And it comes back to playing in South Carolina and getting doubled and getting triple teamed, right? We saw it with Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston saw her efficiency go up after leaving South Carolina because defenses in the pros can't concentrate on you in the same way. But defenses and what they throw at Dawn Staley teams is that level of physicality. So it's the craziest thing. You go to South Carolina, you get prepared for the pros. Why? Because somehow the physicality is a little less in the WNBA than it is playing center for Dawn Staley, South Carolina. And how how and why that is, a whole other set of conversations. But it's an incredible thing to see. And AT, Liz Thomas, she likes to go through it. She's a little shorter than Asia, a little shorter than Stewie. She just goes through it. She's trying to draw the contact. She's trying to dare you to get in her way. And it works for all of them. And they're all dynamic players. And it's an incredible thing to see. And my God, what a waste of psychic energy if you treat that like a zero-sum game instead of loving and enjoying what all three of these players who will be not only in Knoxville, but they'll be in Springfield someday. I look forward to covering all of that. I cannot wait for it, but I hope it's not for a long time. I hope we get to see all of them play for a long time to come. So we're going to talk about in segment two some more of those players and what they're doing on the Liberty side and what's ahead. But first, want to talk to you guys and not for the first time about FanDuel. And the thing you need to understand about FanDuel is they've got this, this crazy offer for you, quite frankly, right now. We're in the middle of the NFL season and you can bet $5 on an NFL game and you can get $200 in bonus bets. So if you win, you lose, doesn't matter. You're going to get $200 in bonus bets when you place a $5 bet. You want to talk about efficiency, right? And the app is so easy to use. You can do it. It's not just for games. There's spreads, players, props, over-unders, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and make sure you are properly enjoying the NFL season. FanDuel, official betting partner of the NFL. 
So going back to another one of those greats, and it was John Paul Jones. And so we have to talk about this before we get into what the liberty didn't do. We would be remiss not to talk about what the liberty did do. And what that was, was they got a vintage performance from John Paul Jones, 22 points, 10 rebounds, four block shots, doing everything she could to keep her team in this game. And she was doing it at a time that the floor was not being spaced. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Liberty shot eight for 35 from three. They got two of seven from Sabrina Ionescu from three, two of 10 overall. Not what they need from Sabrina. They need more from Sabrina. And the two of the three wins that the Liberty put up against the Aces in August of this year, they got more than 40 points combined from Sabrina and Esther and Courtney Vandersloot. In games one and two put together, they got 36 points total from Sabrina Ionescu and Courtney Vandersloot. And it's, it's not enough. It's not enough. I asked Sandy Brandello about this post game, and she was very clear about it. It's not enough. And it's not just not enough because the Aces are putting up, you know, 99 and then 104 points. It's not enough because it doesn't allow room for Brianna Stewart to operate. It doesn't allow room for John Paul Jones to operate. In this game, Jackie Young got three fouls. Alicia Clark got three fouls. And that was not sufficient to open up the perimeter. We didn't even see Courtney Vandersloot taking shots. Courtney Vandersloot in ways that are very puzzling to me. This is, you can make an argument, this is the best point guard in the history of the league. Chelsea Gray's going to have something to say about that. Sue Bird, Tisha Penichero already have had something to say about it. But she's in the conversation. She has not hesitated to shoot. She has played on championship teams. It's very surprising to me that Courtney Vandersloot is not just not making a lot of her shots, but she's not taking many of them. She's not been what you call a willing shooter in these games. And it's all allowed the defense to collapse on Brianna Stewart and John Paul Jones. And Jones was limited to three points in the second half because Asia Wilson, defense player of the year, was guarding her. But that meant Asia Wilson wasn't guarding Brianna Stewart. That should have been an opportunity. But the places, the spaces where Brianna Stewart operates are not as spacious when the guards are not hitting from deep, when the guards are not attacking and finishing at the rim. It, it's a breakdown of that system. And I have said so many times on this program that the New York Liberty are the Noah's Ark of rosters. They have two of everything. Nowhere on my WNBA Finals bingo card did I have Courtney Vandersloot and Sabrina Inestru who will be two of the great guards of all time. And I'm not just saying that because we're going to have Kelly Graves on the program soon, that they were both be struggling this much two games in a row. The Liberty have not lost two games in a row all season until tonight. <clears throat> and a big reason why is there simply weren't back-to-back -back games where Sabrina struggled and Courtney struggled. And frankly, there weren't 
back-to-back games for either of them all season. There was no prolonged slump. So that has to change. That has to change. It was 72 to 28. The the Aces three guards scoring wise compared to the Liberty three guards in game one. You had to figure that was going to flip. It didn't flip. It did not flip. 23 for Plum, 14 for Gray, 24 for Young in game two. So 61 for those guards. Laney with 12, but it, it was a hard 12. He's on four for 15 shooting. You know, she brought the intensity, but but a lot of those shots that generally fall for her. She was crazy efficient this year, did not fall. 10 for Sabrina, 9 for Courtney. So it was 61 to 30. And if you just want to look at the gap, at the difference, for all the greatness that you got out of Asia Wilson, for all that you got out of Tia Stotes, by the way, that gap is greater than the 28-point difference in this one, 104-76 final. But before we go... I want to talk about Tia Stokes. So be right back. Final thoughts on Tia Stokes. The arc of a player's career can often be long. Can often be long. I covered Tia Stokes when she was a promising young player at Connecticut. A defense first player, somebody who was drafted by the Liberty. Liberty thought they got a couple of steals in the first round in 2015 in Brittany Boyd and Tia Stotes. And the idea was Tia Stotes to be a Bill Lambier center of the future. And the offense would come. And it didn't. And it didn't come. And that was eons ago. And it didn't really come with Katie Smith either. And Tia Stotes for the Liberty... They tried to turn Tia Stotes into late career Rebecca Brunson during the Walt Hopkins era. And they had her shoot a lot of threes. And, and it didn't go well. As they'd be the first to admit, as Tia would probably be the first to admit. She's always honest about herself. Rebecca Brunson somehow became a three-point shooter. And the idea was, oh, this is transferable, this skill. But it's not. Rebecca Brunson is Rebecca Brunson. It's not so easy to do. So it was on to Vegas where she has this more limited role, but a vitally important one. And so to see Tia Stokes in a finals game, no less, hit those two early threes that if you're the Liberty and you're just, and Sandy Brandello mentioned it in the post game, and you're trying to stop them any way you can, and Asia's getting hers and Jackie's getting hers, and Chelsea is hitting contested shots at the buzzer. And then Tia Stoch comes in and hits a couple of threes. It just, it just felt like the Las Vegas Aces delivering a message. It wasn't going to be New York tonight. Kia knows her role. Kia doesn't have anything to prove to anyone. Her teammates love her. her teammates have loved her everywhere she's gone. It is not a coincidence that Tia Stotes has a chance to play for another championship on Sunday afternoon in New York. 
about seven stops on the subway from where she played her very first WNBA game back in 2015 at Madison Square Garden. It's a long trip around, a long journey for Tia Stokes. But she has never stopped working. She has a chance on Sunday to turn around and say, I've got two rings after winning in college, after winning overseas. Tia Stokes, underestimate her at your peril. We'll be back with you, of course, throughout the rest of the week. We'll have live looks from shoot-arounds, from Dame 3 as well. Our full staff over at the Next will be there. Get over to thenexthoops.com. Read the great Jackie Powell and Matthew Walter on the Liberty and Aces, respectively. Savor what's left of this season, whether it's one, two, or three games. Uh, We actively get you prepared for college troop season and overseas as well. Enjoy every bit of it. We are watching things we will tell our grandchildren about. Until tomorrow, I am Howard Meddow wishing all of you a wonderful night. Welcome to for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. 